0: I was previously at Microsoft uh, working uh, for a team called Power BI as General Manager. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the transition I made from that role uh, to Reddit, where I had to help rapidly scale up the uh, engineering team. Um, Any Reddit fans in the audience, by the way? Yes! (laughs) I always love that, because I used to work on uh, business intelligence. Now I walk into a room and everyone actually knows what my product is. So, thank you guys. Uh, Let's see, let's start here. So uh, for those of you who don't know what Reddit is, Reddit is the front page of the internet. Uh, It's a place with uh, millions of communities where uh, if you're passionate about a topic, be it sports, sneakers, movies, TV, anything, you can find your home there and uh, find people who jam on that topic with you. It's the place where people converse uh, about the things that are most important to them. And our mission at Reddit is to bring a sense of community and belonging to everybody in the world. Now, even if you uh, know what Reddit is, I want to share a few interesting stats with you, and I think they'll set the frame for the rest of this uh, presentation. So by the numbers, you may not have known this. Reddit is the fourth uh, most visited site uh, in the United States, according to Alexa, and sixth most visited uh, in the world. 350 million-plus monthly active users one million plus communities. The other stat that's not here, which I think is really interesting, time on site. Reddit has the highest time on site of any internet property. Uh, Around the office, we like to call it weaponized procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) And the theme of this talk is scaling. So in January uh, of uh, 2017, Reddit had 35 engineers. Uh, Today, we've got 185. Uh, And that all happened in the course of about a year and a half. So this talk is going to be about how uh, we accomplish that. Now before we get started, I want to talk about why this is important. A few years ago, uh, about ten years ago, there was a study released, it was called the Startup Genome Report. Uh, And one of the interesting findings there was that within three years, 92% of startups fail. Of those, 43% fail due to issues with scale. So, uh, for any folks in the audience working at startups, that is why this is so important. Scale is a big determining... Your ability to handle scale is a big determining factor for the success of your startup. So let me tell you about my first week uh, at Reddit. And again, I'm coming coming in from a gigantic uh, company with uh, hundreds of thousands of employees down to a 30-person organization. What I saw was uh, 30-person stand-ups, big huddle, everyone together. Our uh, tracking tools uh, were Google Slides, and I'll get to show you uh, a little bit of that later in the, in the talk. Lots of people calling themselves tech leads. You guys heard this term before, tech lead, but not a single engineering manager, and we were going at a really, really slow pace. So this is what I walked into, and we had a lot of urgent work to do. Uh, anyone here think like Reddit is done as a website? No, we had a lot to do, and I had to hire 100 people. So my first step uh, was, hey look, I gotta find engineering managers. Uh, Any of you folks in in the audience uh, familiar with Blade Runner? Good, all right. So this was the challenge I had. I had a lot of people calling themselves tech leads and I need to figure out how to get uh, get managers out of them. Uh, If you've ever seen Blade Runner, Blade Runner has this thing uh, called the camp test. And the idea here is that you take what seems like a human being, and you run it through a filter to determine whether or not it's a human being or a robot. And I decided to do the same thing for engineering managers. (laughs) So on the input, we've got tech leads. Uh, people who uh, aspire either to be a manager or an architect, and the output we're going to get uh, an engineering manager or an architect. And these are the questions that I ask them. Now these questions really, really are reflective of my own management philosophy. I think if you face this challenge in your own uh, engineering organization, you're going to have to choose your own questions. Uh, but for me, what do you care about more? People or architecture? Really important one. Managers really need to care about people, I think, uh, before they care about the tech. Uh, Your thoughts on shipping toward a deadline. Managers are responsible for quality and predictable execution. Uh, Architects maybe not so much. Uh, This is one of my favorite ones. Your PM goes uh, to two of your direct reports and asks them to start working on an urgent new feature. What do you do? Hopefully if you're an engineering manager, you'll add that work to the backlog, cost it, And the final one for an organization where we've got to hire 100 people, you spend a full day uh, a week fishing LinkedIn uh, and working with recruiting. How do you feel about that? Uh, so in an organization we've got to hire 100 people, you'd better be uh, okay with spending a lot of time on LinkedIn, maybe even getting rejected. All right, now the second thing, uh, once we passed our, engi- uh, passed our tech leads through this test and got a couple of engineering managers, we need to think about roles and responsibilities. What do they actually do, all right? So at a startup, particularly a really small one, you've probably seen that uh, you know, two people really can do everything, a technical founder and a product founder. At a really, really small company, you'll see that pattern over and over. You, you may see the technical founder doing sales calls, in fact. I mean, many hats are being worn by those two people. But as you scale up, you see more and more specialized roles. Um, you know, I talked about my uh, first week at Reddit. I'll, I'll share a quick story about uh, Reddit's chief legal counsel and her first week at Reddit. Uh, her name is Melissa Tidwell, she's one of the smartest uh, people uh, I've ever met. Uh, in her first week at Reddit, she walked into Reddit's uh, legal committee. You can imagine Reddit has a lot of issues that we deal with pertaining to legal stuff. She walked into Reddit's legal committee which, I'm which, not kidding, is comprised of 10 engineers and a designer. <laughs> As if you could take 10 engineers and a designer, smush them in a room for 30 minutes a week, and out you would get a Harvard-educated lawyer. Um, So this is what Missy was dealing with. Um, So we have to kind of disentangle this as we scale. We need uh, engineers, product design, to to fall into their own places. You'll also see growth, marketing, all these other teams start to emerge. There's a couple different techniques Uh, you can use to to pull those apart. One of my favorite ones uh, is called the RACI chart, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but it stands for responsible, accountable, consulted, and informed. The idea here is you put on one axis, um, you know, all of the uh, people in your organization, and then the other axis, uh, the duties, and then you decide whether uh, that person is going to be responsible, accountable, consulted, or informed. And the advantage of this is it has very clear ownership outcomes. You'll, You'll get to a solution really, really quickly, And at Reddit, what we use this for was to disentangle the role of program manager. So at a small company, you'll see a lot of people with the title program manager. At a larger company, you've got to disentangle that into, I believe, product managers who are responsible for the customer, the vision, and the strategy, or the who, the what, and the why. And then on the other hand, engineering managers who are responsible for the architecture and execution. And we use that technique to to split those roles apart. Now, this does have some disadvantages. Uh, RACI is pretty inflexible. And it also does not address what I would say is a, a core problem that you must solve when you're scaling, which is lack of trust. All right? uh, what you really want is for people to trust each other so they're not spending all their time filling out these ridiculous charts. So there's a couple different techniques uh, we can use, but in general uh, you know that there's a, a, trustworthy, uh, a sense of trust in your organization when people feel uh, okay to say, that's not my job, uh, the person we hired to do it is amazing. Uh, a couple quick techniques we used, pilot teams, you know, if you've got to build trust, try something out in a small scope and then expand later on. Uh, we did have leadership offsites sites uh, at Reddit with Trust Falls, uh, I'm not joking about that. And then the final really great thing is if you're scaling, uh, scaling itself forces delegation and trust. You cannot have a hundred plus engineers on your team without delegating or building an org chart. So simply hire your way out of the problem if if none of this other stuff works. Um, But we are forgetting something. I've just been talking about all the management activities. Let's talk about uh, engineering leadership from non-managers. So at Reddit. We decided, we decided to have two parallel tracks, one for management and the other uh, for architects. We've got to do something with our highly technical people who want uh, to continue growing in their careers. Uh, and the way we do that at Reddit uh, is in two ways. The first is what we call guilds. I'm going to say that I shamelessly stole this concept from Spotify. If you'd like to watch, uh, see a really great presentation, look for Spotify and guilds. But the problem that guild solves is that as you you scale your organization up, each director, each team will become uh, cross-functional. They'll have back-end, front-end, machine learning, uh, data science, and as you scale up, how do all these disciplines keep coordinated? So at Reddit, we have voluntary uh, organizations called guilds where any individual can propose, participate, or start a guild. and they choose uh, a horizontal theme like back-end engineers or front-end engineers. And typically what you'll see in these meetings is people talking about problems that affect the entire company. Sometimes they're just complaining about each other which can also be uh, a useful outcome. But it keeps things uh, coordinated uh, at the IC and skill set level. Now the second thing that we do uh, is the architect committee. And this is led by our uh, CTO, uh, Chris, and he chooses the highest level uh, uh, architects from across the entire company. They meet once a week and coordinate and think about technical themes. So for every quarter, every planning process we go through, we don't just look at you know, the products we're building, we also think about the technical investments that we need to make to keep the company stable and growing. And Chris helps uh, drive this. Now, why is this important? Uh, this is a personal belief of mine, but I'm sure many of you have heard of a uh, shift toward microservices uh, and much, much more complex architectures. This is a diagram of uh, Amazon's and Netflix's uh, uh, software architecture. They're called the Death Star architecture. They're so complicated. And my belief is that as organizations uh, scale and get more complicated and adopt more and more microservices, it's going to become more and more important uh, to trust each other and have these sort of cross-cutting coordination uh, uh, meetings and uh, and roles. Now, how did that all turn out? These are results after one year. First of all, we've now got a product organization. Uh, We've got zero tech leads and program managers, but we've got 10 architects, 10 product managers, 20 managers or directors, and five guilds. And, unfortunately, two of the managers went back to IC, but that's okay. Uh, It all worked out. Now, fourth thing, execution. What gets harder at scale? As you scale up, everyone wants to know what everyone else is doing. They don't necessarily want to report what they're doing. So you've got to find some systematic way to spread that information across your organization. Second, coordination. If you're at a really, really, really small company, you're going to definitely get asked, what do managers even do? Why can't you just trust me? (laughs) Um, Turns out, no, as you scale, you do need someone whose job is to coordinate things. And then third thing is bottlenecks. As you scale up, a bottleneck in one part of your organization can critically hamper teams and remote parts of the other parts of the organization. So you've got to solve those three things. And the question is like, you know, but why doesn't, why doesn't adding more people just make things simpler? Well, this is an efficiency curve chart. By the way, uh, Nicole mentioned that I have an MBA, so I call this the $100,000 chart. Uh. <laughs> so, it turns out as you add more people, uh, coordination costs and scope start to overcome the number of people you're adding. So you actually get less efficient over time, and the way that you fix that is either a process change or a reorganization. So we're, here we're going to talk about process changes. So I'll talk about the history, a brief history of Reddit process. This is Reddit's first project tracker. This is uh, a Google slide. And you'll notice Aquaman on the left and uh, Batgirl on the right. And we, uh, all of that stuff in there is hand-entered uh, links to Jira tickets and so forth. Uh, and we had 15 of these to coordinate the entire uh, engineering organization. Often our stand-ups were spent not so much talking about the tickets, but really which cartoon character we were going to select for the slide. Uh, <laughs> so this is where we started. Before I tell you what we did, I do want to give you a little bit of process advice and caution. Uh, if you found in this situation where you need to scale an engineering organization, uh, and add process, you do not want to dump a whole bunch of process into a startup right off the bat. So uh, you know, if someone comes at you and they've got like the agile manifesto, you want to back away <laughs> slowly, um, that is the number one way which you can uh, kind of tick off your uh, engineers are used to small, low-process organizations. You want to ease them into it. Uh, The other thing is some uh, variants of Agile promote the intra-team coordination more than actually shipping code. And you always want to be focused on uh, execution and getting things out the door. Um, My favorite story, if you guys have ever heard of uh, where the original Kanban comes from, uh, it comes from uh, Toyota. And uh, what they had was uh, a system where process was emergent from the ground up. Workers would be on the production line and fixing cars and and doing what they do. And if anything went wrong, they would pull this thing called the andon cord and it would stop the entire production line and then from manager heaven would emerge people to come and diagnose what the problem was and only then would process, additional process be created. And what that allowed uh, was for only the process necessary to get the job done to emerge from the bottoms up. And the thing I like about uh, this is it's very, very flexible and it's very, very purpose driven. And if you, uh, if you choose that as your starting point, I think you'll end up in the long run in a very, very agile, flexible organization. And the th- important thing about that is process will become your culture over time. So you wanna get that right Up front. So here's our evolution. Uh, When I dropped into Reddit, I tried to bring in the simplest process uh, I could imagine from my previous roles. We've got a six step uh, engineering execution workflow definition, planning, staffing, execution, launch, and monitoring. Um, These steps are visible uh, through all of our work tracking uh, techniques and tools at Reddit. Um, So uh, let me zoom in here. All right. So our Kanban boards, uh, these are given to teams to run daily using JIRA, definition planning, staffing execution, launch ready and monitoring. This can scale up to director level dashboards, you take each of those Kanban boards and push them up a level and now you can see across multiple teams, you can also see at a very, very high level which te- uh, how much of your work is blocked off track or on track. You can get really, really crazy with this, like I'm from a a business intelligence company so I put this all into uh, uh, Tableau and with that you can actually get full calendars created that will allow you to see everything across your organization at once. And again, if you look here on the left side of this diagram, definition, planning, staffing and execution. And then finally, for the execs, you can take all that data. And have a real-time executive dashboard, and the really critically important thing about this is that we brought the cartoons back, uh, so nobody feels like they've lost anything from their early startup days. All right. Now, finally, the fifth thing that we added—I think, uh, you know—at Reddit, one of the very first things I noticed that people were spending a lot of time playing. You guys ever heard of a game called Smash Brothers? Yeah, okay. It's like you, you get to be Mario or Link, and you fight each other. I Saw a lot of people playing this game uh, at Reddit, and it was really, really frustrating. If you guys maybe have had this problem as well, you're always competing with Smash Brothers for the attention of your engineers. I feel. <laughs> um, now, there's a couple different ways to handle this. Uh, you could get mad, or you can ask yourself, like, "Hey, like, why are my engineers not excited about getting to work on uh, you know the sixth largest website in the world?" And I think that. Um, the way that I like to approach that, uh, solving that problem is to make sure that every engineer on your team understands their mission and how they contribute to the overall success of the organization. The bad way to solve it is to go and give your engineers top-down deadlines. I think a great way to do it is to work with them, help them understand the mission, and let them set dates and deadlines uh, from the bottoms up, and I guess the, the thing I would leave you with on this slide is that the best kind of urgency is really just discipline uh, in disguise. All right. So how did that all turn out? Results. So this is from, uh, I joined in a, a Q4 2016 with no extra headcount. All right. Simply just adding additional processes and tools, we're able to more than double the output of our organization. And then over time, you can see like we've uh, rapidly uh, uh, increased our output. But that also comes with additional uh, headcount. We have shipped new mod mail, launch of profile pages, an uh, entire new ad platform, uh, and an international version of Reddit, video chat, uh, and a complete site-wide redesign, 10 years in the making. <laughs> now, what's next? Well, Reddit has lots and lots of use cases to explore. With the the redesign, we think we have uh, made it more welcoming to new people, but there's still a lot of different things that are happening on the Reddit platform. There's news politics, there's communities for sharing original content, fitness help, support groups, et cetera. So we think that after uh, after we launch this redesign fully, we can maybe explore a few of these areas and really dig deep to highlight some of the communities that are uh, participating in these different activities. So a quick uh, view of that, on the left, uh, you've got a new experience for Reddit news. Uh, you open up our app, you hit the news button, and you'll, you'll get surfaced all of the great news communities from Reddit. And on the right uh, is Reddit original content. And here you can see some of the great artists and original content creators uh, who are making a home uh, on our platform. All right. Now the other thing I'm going to leave you with, uh, Chris Slow, our CTO, is having a talk tomorrow. It's called Do or Die, How Reddit Designs for the Internet's Most Vocal Users. Please go check that out, he's a great speaker as well. And finally, with five seconds left, right on time, thank you. Uh, It was a pleasure uh, (laughs) speaking to you. you.